Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Hi, and welcome to From Beer to the Bible. I'm Sarah McDonald, your host. Today we have two friends of the show, Chris McMullen, LPC, and CSAT. Say hi, Chris. Everyone. And Anika Cooper, super friend of the show and woman in long-term recovery. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, please like, share, and subscribe at FromBeerToTheBible.com. Today, we're going to be talking about recovery and the holidays. It's that time of year where people have a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. There's a lot of people who are um, drinking heavily right now. Um, a lot of people in my world seek recovery during this time or immediately after the holidays. And so we want to prepare our viewers on some ways that, you know, we stay healthy during recovery um, and during the holidays and what we do. And we also want to share a little bit about what you guys can do to help your loved ones during the holidays get to where they need to be. Before anything, we're going to come to you in the Lord's Word. We're coming and talking about the parable of the lost sheep today, and that's in Luke 15, 3 through 7. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The life connection today in this parable is that the point is not just that God will go to great lengths to seek us out, but that he fills his kingdom is incomplete without us. And in the inner, and at the inner level, God and recovery help us reclaim the lost parts of ourselves so that we can be whole persons again. And isn't that so beautiful? Oh, yeah. It's such a great so reminder um, to me anyways. And I'm just so humbled to remember this parable. I know we talk about this parable a lot. We use it a lot. But when we really... Uh, say this parable and think about our own personal recovery. Oh, yeah. It is beautiful. And it's so mm -hmm. amazing to me that this book was written thousands and thousands of years ago, and it pertains to us um, in our recovery today. So um, without further ado, I'd like to, you know, just get a little bit about what this verse means to you and your personal recovery. Um, I think that like uh, what I've thought about a lot is the lost sheep isn't just a one-time thing it's a continual sheep yes. you know that always we always tend to wander sheep need a, a shepherd because we need to be fed we need to be protected but like sometimes we want to go our own way and like we have to be reminded by like healthy community you know healthy tools healthy um whatever but sometimes when we go out on our own and we try to think we can do it on our own we 
only the only mirror we have is ourselves. Yeah. And but we don't know what we don't know, you know. And so being in constant recovery in different forms of your life is like that lost sheep. It always has to keep going back to the shepherd. I keep going back to healthy community to like get different uh, a different mirror so they can look and go, oh, this is not good. Yeah. This is not healthy. And whether it be like continuing to write that relationship with God or with like in light of other people, you know, over and over again, you yeah. know. And so that was very like when I came to that place, I always thought before it was like, well, he came after me once. No, he continues to come after me, whether I'm way mm. far off or I'm just like just a little far off and just a little, off, you know, just sitting in anger too much or resentment and, you know, need to come back, you know. Yeah. So it, it's not like. I need it more if I'm way far off or if I'm like just wandering out a little bit in the pasture, you know, and about to go over the boundary line, you know, I, I still need to continue to walk back to him, yeah. you know, because uh, I think that's a part of like, you know, one was it the first or second step, I always get him out of order of like kind of being humble and admit that our powerlessness, you yeah. know, is that, you know, if I'm not being mindful of being in that place, I can easily go off in unhealth into different degrees, you know, and forget like, like the importance of being healthy myself, even if I'm trying to help other people. Yeah. Oh yeah. The beauty of this parable is that in those times and in general, um, usually the shepherd wouldn't just go after the lost one. He, mm -hmm. he would keep his herd mm -hmm. and Jesus come back, comes back to remind us that you do need to go after that one lost sheep. Because that lost sheep is, is part of a whole, right? It's one part of a whole. And that whole is the body of Christ. And isn't that right. so beautiful? Yeah. You know, even, right. if, even I don't even, I didn't even think about that until you really digest this. Yes. Anika, what does this parable mean to you in your recovery? Uh, oh, I love this so much. I love that you said that it doesn't just happen once. And I love mm. that I'm reminded that I am part of. Um, that I do have a shepherd and that I am a sheep and that I am going to wander off because a lot of, I think what happens in this program of recovery is that if we wander off, we think, oh, he's not going to do it again this time. Yeah. Or what is wrong with me? Well, I'm reminded that this is who I am. This is why he came to be a shepherd for me. This is mm -hmm. why he's in my life because I go through this 27 years sober. Yeah. I still wander off, get into resentment, get into my own self-will. And I'm always reminded, I, it's so funny because I'm more of the person who goes through it so that I can tell others. I'm like, hey, I'm tired of being the lost sheep, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yesterday I got on my knees because I am in a lot of different, I have a lot of different things going on that I feel I've, I've wandered off in areas um, and not trusted, right? Mm -hmm. That he's gonna come back and get me. And so I got on my knees yesterday in the bathroom, just like I did 20 something years ago. Mm -hmm. And then you reached out to me and asked me to do this show. So this is a prime example of he's not letting me get away. Yeah. He's not. I am I am one of his sheep and I am, he, he doesn't care how far I've gone off. Now, and that doesn't even, that's not even the sinning part. Like I haven't gotten so far away from him. It's the depression. It's yeah. the anxiety. It's yeah. the anger, resentment. I push people away at this place. Um, and then I'm like, what is wrong with me? And then I show up in anger. I show up in, in like fear and all of these things. And so this is like the most beautiful reminder that it's, and it says it in here that, um, that it's not just, that it's not just him rejoicing that we are here. It's that 
or that it's that we're a part of this, but that we get to find different parts of ourselves throughout this journey, yeah. like the true parts of ourselves. And I'm continuously, even after 27 years, still finding out who I am. Yeah. And to the viewers out there who have a loved one that are, you know, still in their addiction right now, just remember that, you know, it's not just about the addiction. They have some inner healing to do, some really um, traumatic things that might have happened to them, some inner wounds that they're dealing with, some battles of the spirit. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so much um, that they're dealing with. And so uh, you got to look at it as this is this is the addict. This is the alcoholic. This is the sinner. This isn't my son or daughter or husband or um, whoever that loved one might be. And to those of you who are out there who are in your active addiction, you are um, one of God's sheep and you're just lost. And it's very easy to come back to him at any time. And there's no shame. I think a lot of us really, the shame is why we turn oh, yeah. away from God. You know, absolutely. Um, why do you turn away from God, Chris? Uh, well, you know, I feel like I've already learned maybe a lesson, you know, and then I beat myself up for, you know, doing the same things again. And th and it may take me a minute to come back around and go, but it's his kindness that leads me to repentance. You know, it's not his, you know, shepherd's rod that beats me over the head, you know, and everything or breaks my leg. But like, it's a, um, he's, you know, calling me back. You know, but like, I think sometimes it's easier to want to prove that I am worthy of it, you yeah. know, versus just accepting that he already provides it anyway, yeah. you know? So I, I think that sometimes I, I still want to go back to proving it sometimes, yeah. you know, not just resting in it. Yeah. yeah. I turned away from God during my addiction because I felt so shameful and that I wasn't worthy of his love. Even though since I was a little girl, I was told like, Jesus loves you. God mm -hmm. loves you. There's nothing that you can do that can ever turn him away from you. I didn't believe that, you know, because I didn't trust right. in him. I didn't have faith in him. And it wasn't until he got me out of the depths of hell that I, I saw that for the first mm -hmm. time when I stopped drinking for the first time, because I was just in this cycle of waking up, taking the drink, feeling miserable, mm -hmm. shame, guilt. You know, a lot of you guys probably are out there that are, that are feeling this way. There is a way out and it's Absolutely. not easy, um, but it is because of his love and he will show you the way. And it's, that's why we say it's one day at a time. It's making that decision uh, to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And then he does the rest for you. Mm -hmm. Why do you turn away from God, Anika? Belief that I don't believe that he is, uh, that he's going to do for me what I want him to do. Yeah. And so I, I feel like my will is going to be better than his. Absolutely. Um, that's one of the biggest reasons. Shame is a huge one, but not getting what I want, basically, if you want to bring it, break it down um, and feeling like if I surrender to him and believe then, and I go the direction that he's leading me to, then I'm not going to get what I want. Yeah. But what I found out is when I seek him first and I put him first, then I, all of the things are given unto me, Right. And it's not that he changes his will to become my will. It's that my, my desires become what he already had for me yeah. because we're in, we're becoming in line with, uh, I'm becoming closer to him and becoming in line with his will. Yeah. And truth be told to all of you guys, we have a lot of recovery in this room and we've been sober a long time and we still seek, have to seek him every day. And sometimes, every day. sometimes it's, you know, it takes me a lot longer to find 
to seek him because um, I want to do it my way and my way is better than his way, right? And <laughs> and that's why we have a program of recovery. That's why we have a 12-step program because it allows us to go through the process of thinking, what have I not done today? Why am I feeling this way today? Why do I have this anger and resentment today? Those are the things that drove us to our addiction. And yeah. it still creeps up today. Oh, yeah. It just looks a little bit different. Yes, I'm sober, but am I emotionally sober? Am I spiritually yeah. sober? Yeah. And the answer to that question is it depends on the day. It depends on the hour. <laughs> it depends on the minute. And yeah. it depends what I'm actively doing on a daily basis to maintain that emotional sobriety, Absolutely. that spiritual sobriety. Um, why do you think it's so hard for us to find our way back to God? Um, I mean, I think it's a lot of things, uh, but I think in culture is it's, harder to just be like with yourself and then rather than trying to work to earn something like not even like God's forgiveness, but like other people's, you know, or, I mean, that's what's rewarded in American culture. You work hard enough and you'll get rewards, yes. you know, and stuff like, mm -hmm. so yeah. I think it transfers into our relationship with God sometimes with other people, you know, and uh, it's so easy to default to that um rather than just operating of like who you are yeah you know like because i think the whole thing is about being you know you talked about sobriety in different forms it's like it's being present and it's hard to be present if you're not slowing down enough to be very aware in the moment you know mm -hmm. a yeah. moment by moment awareness yeah. you know and so it's easier just to get involved in the rush of life and do it your own way you know um, than to surrender it and being present with whatever you're doing, not like wanting something to be better now, or I wish I was in a better job, or I wish my kid would do this, or, you know, um, like I'm here now, I'm yeah. present mm -hmm. here right now, you know? Yeah. Like whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. What's your perspective on this? And why is it so hard um, to come back to God? To come back to God for me, because when I go away from God, I think I mentioned it, when I go away from God, I get in, I'm in self. I want what I want when I want it. Mm -hmm. And and even though those things might be good, right? They might not all be bad things. It's not God's will for my life. Yeah. And so the more that I get out of his will, the more I'm not getting what I want. Yeah. And the more I feel like he's turning his back on me. So if I feel like then the all the, what you talked about, that internal stuff that brought on my addiction or fed me continuing to use, are feelings of rejection, feelings of abandonment, mm. feelings of, mm. and then what do I do when I feel abandoned or rejected? I, one, I either react yeah. um, or I abandon you first. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I do with God. Yeah. If I, and I stop trusting him because I'm not getting my way yeah. over here. Cause I've already, I've already started going this way. The, the yeah. sheep is already, and I'm lost and I'm like, oh wait. And so it's not going my way. And of course it's not. Yeah. And so I get mad at God. And then I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm just not even going to go to him. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's so important to remember that the, the devil is here to still kill and destroy. And he knows what your weaknesses are. He knows what your weaknesses right. are. He knows what my weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, resentments. He knows what, what our resentments are. He knows what, how to make us angry. He mm -hmm. knows how to make yeah. us jealous. Jealousy is a big deal, especially around the holidays. Whenever you see yeah. even social media people having these fancy trees and i'm like how do they do that how do they have time to do yeah. all that stuff <laughs> like yeah 
I don't even have time to decorate my house the way I wanted to. It's not a thing that that I want to do first. But when you do it, I guess it makes you happy. But, you know, those comparison things mm. are a lot oh, of yeah. what... Um, enemy of the thief of joy. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Chris, tell us a little bit about the holiday season from a therapeutic standpoint and what makes our anxiety and our depressions come to the surface more during this time of year. I think that there's like a, a lot of cultural significance around it, like mm -hmm. what we celebrate, because it may be this, for some people, the only time to really slow down and enjoy time with family if we oh, have yeah. the, the Russian pace. But it's also like a lot of people, you know, and even myself, like making vows to yourself of quitting, you know, around the holidays. It's like it's going to be something more special than other days of the year, you know, and, you know, it can be that, you know, or it could also be, you know, the loved ones, you know, or it, it can be like, it being associated with a time of happiness, but like maybe in the past, it's been for a lot more people associated with a lot of isolation and loneliness, mm -hmm. you know? And so like they don't, as they approach them from, you know, middle November till, you know, the new year is like this dread, you know, this anxiety. And so, you know, they start to isolate and disconnect more and more because of the associated pain there. And then they withdraw from their program or just working the steps or just being present. And all of a sudden, you know, they're making a phone call after the fact, you know, because they've wanted to numb the pain that they begin to walk in, you yeah. know, at some point, you yeah. know, hopefully they do it before then. But like, I think one of the things it's hard is that like suffering is a part of the journey. And like a lot of people, when you learn lean into suffering, you redefine it, yeah. you know, and it like does something inside your body and stuff psychologically, you know, and emotionally. But a lot of people, when we resist it, it defines us. Mm -hmm. You know, and so when we, when, when nothing we can give suffering a hug, but like when we relabel it and we move into it, we find that we can, like, it's like, you know, muscle and muscle growth, like you have this stress, you know, and the more you get used to it, you're, you're, you're much, your muscles get used to that, like muscle memory. Yeah. So when you move into those things, like you find muscles, new muscles emotionally to like combat those, those trying times. It doesn't mean it's not so hard. Like a lot of people, well, that's not, I can't do that. It's too much. Yeah. And then they just disconnect, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And then so that each season or each time those holidays, things come up, it's just, well, here it is again. This is what I practiced. I'll just move away from what I know is healthy for me and then continue the cycle. Yeah. And when those things happen in early, um, well, when we're in active addiction, all we do is pick up the drink and we mm -hmm. get so belligerent that we don't have to think about those things. Yeah, we don't we have, have no to remember those defense. things. And yeah. so I like how you um, compared it to that muscle memory because today, almost 13 years sober, I know to pick up the phone and call my sponsor um, and she might give me an assignment or I might journal about something or I might need to just call my therapist and have a mm -hmm. session with my therapist, um, which Thank you for being my therapist today because that was a, a really yeah. quick yeah. therapeutic session of what I needed to hear. How about you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to come back to you in um, a couple minutes with the rest of our show. I don't know if that's what you want me to say or do wanna, uh, how do you want me to close do you it? We'll wrap the show and then we'll do a part two and what he said the following week. Okay. How do we? So uh, I guess, uh, we'll cut out that last part and do instead. Thanks for joining us today. Um, Chris, where, would you, where, would you, where can we find you? Um, okay. And you can find us at, at whenever you're the Bible.com. Okay.
Well, that's going to wrap up our show for today. Chris, um, for those of you watching out there that want to reach out to Chris and kind of move forward with some of the things that he was talking about during the holidays, um, how can they reach out to you? You can call me at our, our practice number, 817-442-6818, or you can sign up for a consult call with our intake coordinator. Um, just go to uh, newcounselingdfw.com and you can sign up for a 15-minute uh, consult and we get you started from there. And that's the best gift you can give yourself during the holidays. Absolutely. If you need to reach us, you can reach us at FromBeerToTheBible.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.